History provides perspective and guidance towards what went right and wrong and what can be adjusted going forward. It is up to us in the present to respect this perspective and do with it what we can to ensure the ills of the past are not repeated, while the benefits of our ancestors reveal themselves to us once again. Welcome back to the ravine. Explorations in a total fish. This is episode nine. My name is Brian Brinkman, your humble host, your co-pilot, your comrade in this journey through the hazy and mysterious terrain of fish at their most experimental, in their deepest of communicative insights, and in their most cosmic of journeys. I hope the midwinter doom and gloom of the world around finds you, at least for a moment, in a state of peace. Spring is on the horizon, and by the next time we pass ways here, I assure you, we'll be moving into greener pastures. For the time being, however, we are in the doldrums of the season, while we find fish in the maximally dark and decadent middle age of their career thus far. We've parked ourselves in the middle of February 2003 for this episode and are using it as a tribute to one of the finest tours the band has ever embarked on. Just six weeks into their 2.0 era, we hear the band embrace the darkness of their personal lives and use their music as a medium to cry for help. Some of the darkest and most exploratory jams in all of fish history came from this period, and we're spending tonight's show digging through them. Up first, the foundational take on Tweezer from February 20th, 2003 at the Allstate Arena in Rosemont, Illinois. The first show I've ever seen, this was a monumental journey to the underworld and a jam that perfectly set the table for the expansive take on Tweezer from Nassau Coliseum just one week later. From there, we moved out west to Denver, Colorado for the wild and fiery limb by limb from just two nights prior, the 18th of February, 2003. An unexpected moment of improvisational brilliance within the tour's sparsest show. This jam hears them cutting through intricate rhythms, weaving in and out of the musical spaces, before somehow finding the peak of the tune once more. A song that would shine throughout the 3.0 era, this version gave us a hint of what was to come throughout the brief period of musical exploration. Finally, we moved to Cincinnati for the second of only two two-night runs of the tour and for the final improvisational take on Mike's song until August 4th, 2015. Here on February 1st, 2003, we hear the band once again scrape the floor of the ocean for improvisation and inspiration. A jam that hints at where the band would take their sound during the bleakest moments of August 2004 we are left to fend for ourselves sonically in a harrowing piece of improvisation. We're going to shift gears a bit, though not too much, and explore the momentary bliss that was found throughout the tour with three jams that showcase the light at the end of the tunnel from within all this darkness. Thanks for tuning in. This is The Ravine.
You only have to look around to know him. It's a nightmare. It's an abomination. You've been commanded to bring it about. And you will be compelled to enact it. No. You have been summoned to enact it. In the same way that you were summoned here. With terrible certainty, you know you will answer that summons in the same way you answered this one. Transported by an awful, inescapable joy without meaning to do it, intending not to do it, and then doing it all the same. No, 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 you say, and no, you think, and no, and no, and no. You summon the remainder of your will and resistance as the voice again speaks throughout your being. Go, and I go with you. You are in me, and I in you. I will not forsake. Go and fuck yourself. Your Visionaries, A.R. Moxon, page 297. Where was Fish during this astonishing two-week run from L.A. to North Carolina in the early parts of 2003? A world about to be ravaged by yet another war, a band in the midst of a midlife crisis. Where were their heads as they set out on this tour, which would confound so many of their fans for years to come? When I hear this tour, I hear a band in need of direction while embracing the unknown with singular abandon. I hear the pain in one's heart and soul as they reckon with what's gone before and what's still ahead. And where they fit in as an individual. I hear the challenges I reckon with daily and the sadness I feel when I look at my kids and wonder if I'm enough. There's true feeling in these jams, and this marks the moment when Fish transitions from a young and solely experimental band to an elder statesman revealing their souls. From Las Vegas on the 16th of February, we heard Round Room, the title track from the band's most underrated record, a loose, late night, raw and emotive album. The title track has always fascinated me as one of Mike Gordon's finest lyrical accomplishments. The jam here is mesmerizing in the ease with which they leave home and explore the unknown. We move from there back in time two evenings to Valentine's Day 2003, the tour opening performance of Walls of the Cave from the Great Western Forum in Inglewood, California. A raging Type 1 jam gives way to an interstellar exploration of the unknown. Finally, we leapt across the country to East Rutherford, New Jersey, for a harrowing take on Twist from February 24, 2003. Coming in the second frame of a show dominated by the guest sit-in of B.E. King, this twist hints at where the band would take the jam in the summer, with standout performances at Alpine Valley and Camden. For our final segment of the night, we're going to provide a bit of hope for the future with two jams that, while they feel late night and seedy in nature, showcase at least a bit of the wisdom and joy that can come from middle age. Up first is the outstanding bathtub gin from February 28, 2003 at Nassau Coliseum. A song that dominated the entire year, this version is by far my favorite cut of the year. Finally, we'll close with Harry Hood from February 15th, 2003 in Las Vegas again. Perhaps the most emotive song in the entire Fish canon, this take showcases the biggest clue we have yet 
some six shows into their return of the direction the band would take in 2.0. Just as it sounds as though we're concluding the jam in its three-chord peak, we're thrown in for an additional segment of jamming before the payoff. I want to thank you once again for keeping your dial set on the ravine. This was episode nine. My name is Brian Brinkman, and I hope you've enjoyed yourself. Stay warm. Till next time. <laughs>